All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And uh, we welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore at jmore44 on Twitter. You watch him Tuesday nights, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay Bird, good to see you again. And, well, a, a tough one in East Lansing. Elijah and I made it back safe and sound with a little wear and tear, for one of us anyway, uh, on the road trip back. But uh, Nebraska just didn't have enough to get it done. A lot of reasons why. And uh, your reaction to uh, to the moment. Do you think Nebraska played a little tense, or was it just kind of a down or flat performance because of this part of the season? Yeah. Listen, it's just it, this type of performance is bound to happen when your offense is not performing – where it needs to be and you keep turning the ball over mm-hmm. you cannot continue to rely on your defense to bail you out of every single situation and for the other the opponent the you know the opposing team to play poorly uh, you know you look at purdue had a lot of drops and illinois just couldn't get things going i know our defense is playing well but sometimes the other team is has mistakes as well and you just think you just you play with matches long enough you're going to get burned and nebraska has been playing with all sorts of matches and playing around the stove and all those type of hot stove all, all, all year long. And eventually it's just going to catch up with you. And when you just kind of got, you just caught it all at the, at the, at the wrong time, you had a Michigan state team that's been struggling, but they had fight, you know, they were physical, they're physical, they have talent and you gave them a chance and you weren't able to hold up your end of the bargain. The defense, you know, I know there was the officiating was, was an issue. But still, they were able to get stops. Had some big plays, ran against them, and just it happens. It just if you you go in there, you go on the road. I don't care who it is, any big 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 ten team. You have three turnovers, you're gonna lose the football game. And they're fortunate enough he got four. I mean, the interception in the end zone got called for holding. So the the offense is gonna have to try to figure it out. Um, I think we just have to come to expect that they're just gonna keep turning the ball over. Unfortunately, and I don't know if it's gonna get you know stopped or or whatever towards end towards this you know end of the year and uh like i said it's just it was it was bound to happen when you have the offense that's struggling and turning the ball over your defense just can't you they can't they can't bail you out every single week like they have especially the last three weeks it's jay moore with us here on hail varsity radio and jay i don't want this this question to be finger pointing that's not why i am asking it but when you look at the offense performance it was bad but you kind of laid it out we've come to expect it and 17 points from the offense would have gotten them three wins in their previous three games. It was more the defense giving up 20 points. That was a surprise given what Michigan State's offense has been so far this 13 year. 13 points. Hmm? Thir- 13 points. Oh, with the touchdown yes, review? Sorry. That's where you're going? Continue okay. on. Okay, but my, my point essentially being here, do you think the defense has to take a look in the mirror after a game like that on Saturday? Because for almost any other team in the country, allowing 20 points defensively or 13 based on the replay review is a pretty good day. But for Nebraska's defense and where the offense is at right now, that's just not good enough to be able to get it done given where the offense is at. So do you think the defense has to be looking in the mirror? Or do you think that's a game that can lead to some frustration if it's not handled right by the coaching staff between defense and offense? I don't think it's – I mean, I don't think it leads to frustration. I think there's a lot of mature – players on this team and like I said you don't pay attention to them. I mean you like you're on defense you just go out and play 
you can't be worried about what the offense is doing. You just go play. And they've been they've done a great job. They just listen. They got they ran that the bubble screen pass, you know, and got over the heads and got some points up that. You know, the the touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. You know, that's you know that's you can take that one way or the other. Um, I listen. It's there's a these are good football teams still. I know they're they're struggling, and if you're just off a little bit, they have scholarship players too. All right, so they, they if they get a little momentum, you take advantage of it. They're, and they did. They they got got some good plays. They got some chunk yardages, and it's it's just so hard. Uh, I mean, they they're spending so much energy just being put in different tough spots. Yeah, I'm sure there's every game you look at. There's always something you can improve on, but like it's just it's so hard to expect expect them to to continue to do this and just hold you know and literally carry the whole weight of this football team, and it's it's very very difficult to do. And yeah, there, I'm sure there's there's things they wish they could have done differently. And yeah, do they need to create some more turnovers? Yes, but this is bound to happen. This is bound to happen when. You just – it's just a law of averages, right? Like, you just can't continue to have those those performances when your offense is continuing to have struggles and turn the ball over. Uh, the, the dam is going to break. And it, I don't want to say it, it, got, it broke. It just – they just weren't – they weren't – I don't want to say that they're best. They weren't at their best, but they weren't bad. They weren't bad by any means. It's just you're on the road. You, you, your offense turned the ball over three times. You got you, – you obviously get any calls. But sometimes you got to go out and do make some plays, and they just weren't able to make enough plays. And and uh, you can you can point fingers. You can say, hey, we got to help. The, you know, the offense needs to help us. You know, but I, I'm not I don't not overreacting. I know some people are saying, oh my gosh, how are we going to win? You know, find another win these last few games. I'm like, man, it's one game. It's one game on the road. You got a lot still to play for. Think crazier things have happened. Who? I would like to think this offense can play clean somehow. I'm talking like maybe just turn the ball over once, and, you know, maybe, you know, and end up on the plus side of things. Defenses get a couple turnovers as well, but just was bound to happen. I mean, you're just, you're, like I said, you are playing around fire and they have, you're teetering around on the, you know, at the edge of the cliff. And eventually they fell off because it just was just too dangerous. Jay Morris with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Black Shirt Husker NFL, or part of the Black Shirt Hour at Jaymore44 on Twitter. You're going to watch him with uh, Big Red Wrap Up Tuesday nights. Jay, how do you take it? And I know Coach Rule talked today about the officiating, and he was super diplomatic, but got his point across. You've been in ball games where it's not gone your way, you're up against it anyway on the road, but it should be better league wide. There's always problematic officiating it feels like in one game a week in the Big Ten and a lot of it has stemmed from replay you go back to Iowa a couple three weeks ago with the fair catch and how do you get it wrong twice in in critical moments one's a touchdown to make it 20 or at least 19 before the extra point when it's when it's a trap uh, when the ball is is not secured I don't think that's debatable and there was enough evidence there to show it. And then even with uh, the end-of-game situation where right. Harburg's arm's going forward, it's an incomplete, yet time burns off and they got to chuck a Hail Mary because the clock's rolling. Um, right. the, the league's got to be better. No, they do. It's been, it's been very inconsistent. 
and it's it's kind of across college football. And I know you could you could look at almost every game, but this was I mean I the, the call that still bugs me out that the face mask in Harburg that they missed. Mm-hmm. And the guy the the guy literally turned his pulled his face mask and turned his head in the back. The head the head judge is right there and did it throw us flag. Like how do you not see that? You know that's that's what's so frustrating. And you get the touchdown. I mean the missed pi. On Malachi Coleman. That's called assault, yeah. brother. Yeah, I mean, what are I mean? Yeah, sure, he turned around and looked for the ball, but he threw his whole body into the guy. Like you said, still can't like <laughs> it's 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 it was it was bad, and uh, I just don't understand how even at the end when the ball was batted down, how you just don't stop. Hey, we're gonna stop and take a look at this and just see exactly what happened because obviously it has a huge meaning on the football game, and it's just. It's, the inconsistency is 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 baffling, and I just don't I don't know I, I don't know the right answer to get it cleaned up and try to make it more consistent because I mean there's you know tons of games tons of different crews you know you almost got to stop you know, I know they're getting graded but I don't know if you can find them for missed calls or something just to have them slow down and take better looks at it or whatever it is but. It's still, I, you, you, unfortunately, when you get in close games, you know these these call, type of calls, you know, matter. And um, but it was just, it was, it was, you know, the, it was just sloppy. It was a sloppy officiated game. Uh, There's really just the no calls, you know, that didn't happen. It wasn't like there were, you know, anything, you know, else that was crazy. But it just was sloppy. And and I, I, just Nebraska needs to be better. It, it, you hate to have you know lose these type of games, but uh, when, like I said, I mean, you're you're sloppy on offense and you let a, a bad team hang in there with you and you don't get the calls, you're going to lose. Well, Jay, it's funny. You were watching some, some SEC football and you said it happens in all the leagues, but whenever I watch SEC on TV, I can't think of as many bad officiating gaps as I seem to see every single weekend in the Big Ten. Maybe I'm, I'm misremembering. Maybe I'm just biased. But I don't, it feels like, and again, I don't have stats pulled up in front of me. I don't have any sort of officiating metrics pulled up in front of me. But whenever I watch SEC games, I go, Huh? That's how football should be officiated. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I mean, I I was at, obviously at the LSU and Alabama game this weekend, and I saw a couple. I mean, they, they threw a penalty on the um, the late hit on the quarterback, LSU's quarterback, that could have been easily targeted. The guy could have been ejected. Uh, did that didn't get called? And there was a I don't know if you saw in the game there was a late hit by an offensive lineman. Like the guy was down, and the, <laughs> Alabama offensive lineman just jumped on an LSU defender. I'm like, how did they not call that? So I think Alabama maybe got on the right side of some calls, but I would I would agree it seems to be a little cleaner uh, and not as much drama in the SEC as as you see in the Big Ten. I just I don't know if the the Big Ten needs to um, do some more investigating or do better due diligence on the on the crews and who they're hiring and their processes. And I'm I'm sure at the end of the year they need they meet and you know and talk and and say, what do we need to do better? What do we have to do? And uh, it just seems like it's always an issue, and especially in – I feel like the Big 12 has issues as well, but uh, the Big 10, just every every week, there's this game just like calls are just just not going your way. And I know when we feel like we're on the wrong side of them. And that's another thing, too, in these type of games. You know, Nebraska's got the bounce every – they've got the calls and they've got the bounce of the football. And, and these, you know – this winning streak that just went on and obviously just ended. They didn't get the calls, they didn't get the bounces, and then, you know, you turn the ball over and you're sloppy and the, you know, the defense isn't quite on point. That's how you lose football games. 
Jay Moore with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Mondays with uh, Charlie, and of course, Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or the Blackshirt Hour. Uh, Matt Rule weighed in on the uh, lack of explanation at the end of the game against Michigan State. I'll just leave it at this. I think everybody is on the same page that uh, that, 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 that was not a catch for the touchdown. I think everybody's on the same page that that was not a fumble and either should have been ruled or should have been gone to replay and overturned. There's a difficulty with the speed of those things sometimes, you know. I don't have a timeout to challenge it because uh, we used our timeouts at the end of the game. I think everyone's on the same page. Um, even in replay, there's a human error factor. But um, our, our players did deserve one more play, and that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Um, but that is what it is, man. we gotta, we got to play better to, to not put ourselves in those positions moving forward. Both instances are right on. More with Jay Moore coming up here on Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Morris with us. A few minutes, Hale Varsity Radio at Jay Moore 44. Jay, what's your take on the quarterback situation at Nebraska? Uh, we love the grit of, of Harburg. He is a guy that is going to sell out for the state, for his teammates. He's a tremendous athlete. So it's not that he's not at this D1 level. He totally is athleticism-wise. Uh, rules right. He's learning on the job as a quarterback. He's super limited. How long do you hang with that? I know he's 5-2 and two as well, but my take is the team is 5-2 and two in their last seven despite the offense, not because of their offense. They're 5-2 they're, they're and two in their last seven because of the defense. They've gotten a little bit of help from the offense, but far from complimentary. Do you look down the bench at, at, at Purdy? I mean, the coaches know way more than than me, obviously. So, I mean, they're they're going to keep riding Harburg, it sounds like. But at what point, there were some plays dialed up that if you look at the guy that's open versus trying to go downtown or, or make the big play, he, he missed far too many passes uh, in that game against Michigan State, some on him, some on his protection. Yeah, obviously it's – QB topic is always very popular and passionate. You know that people—it's the most important, you know, position in, in the game of football. Uh, I just don't know. I'm not sold on the Chuba thing. I think Sims—we know what we get when he comes in, and that's careless with the football. Uh, Harburg's gotten careless with the football. His awareness has struggled, uh, and his vision on the field—he struggled to see it. But I just know, and people just think that it's—it's it's easy, right? And you just go out there and you should be developed and your coach and you should be like Tom Brady out there as a second year player. And it's just not realistic. And he's learning. He's, he's, he's trying to get better. The, this staff is trying to understand him as a player as well. and trying to get across his head. Listen, they're not teaching him to be careless with the football. They're not, you saw rule chew him out on the sideline saying, throw the damn ball away. Like, what are you doing? You know? So it's, he, it's just the game moves fast. This isn't high school. This is Division One football. The game moves fast, and he's a first. He's he's a young player operating in a new offense, so he's going to struggle. Uh, you just got to keep coaching him, and you got to have a little patience. And I know people are, are getting frustrated with it all, and and want to blame the OC and want to blame all these other things, and are changing out. But listen, if if Chubba Purdy was the guy, listen, or or was better, he'd be in there. But obviously, he's not. And I don't care if you people say, oh, Chubba might be a better thrower. Maybe. But I don't know. I didn't see it last year when he came in. 
he might throw a good ball in, in practice, but he doesn't throw a good ball in the game. No offense to Chuba, but I just don't think he's going to get it done. I think the I think Harburg is the best option right now. If you can utilize him in the run game, he's tough, he's physical, and he's athletic, and that's our only option. You know, to have that dynamic in the offense and to be able to throw off that dynamic, and you got you just that's our best option. I just don't think there's no. You just got to ride this thing out until until you know, knock on wood, he gets hurt. He's he's the guy. He's our best chance to win. You just hope he can take care of the football, stop fumbling it, be, stop being careless. I know we've seen it. You know, there's a pattern, obviously, but maybe it's you know, get through his head, starts to perform a little better. But for me, he's the guy going forward, unless he's unless he's hurt. And Jay, I think the the only problem I have with the if Chubba was better, he'd be playing is that we saw Jeff Sims for the first two games and it took an injury to see Heinrich Harburg, but we all said, well, if Harburg or Purdy was better, they'd be on the field right now. That's why we're seeing Sims. And then Heinrich comes in and, and does outperform Sims. And I think the situation's a little bit different, though, especially because right now the best facet of your offense, whenever he's not fumbling, has been the quarterback run. And from what we saw from Purdy last season, what we've heard from the coaching staff, his strength is as a passer. And Nebraska's strength as an offense right now is not as passing from your offensive lineman struggling to protect to your receiver struggling to get open. I think you just have to ride with the guy that's given you the best sense of an offense you've had this year. That's Heinrich Harburg with his legs. Yeah, I I, I agree. When you struggle, I mean, we're, we've, we've committed to run the football. And I love that. We have. We're... we're we're a downhill running football team. We're utilizing the QB run. I, I love that. We're, the play action off of the QB run game is great. We've actually hit numerous touchdowns, big plays off of that as well. Uh, it's it's just it's hard. You just got to pick your poison and which one's going to hurt you less and which one gives you the best chance to win. I just – listen, the guy's had five wins. He's five and two. I, let's, you got you to gotta roll with him and you just get it through his head. When that ball is in your hands – you got the whole team's outcome in your hands. And that's hard, though. That's a lot of pressure to put on a young player. So you got to understand that, but yet not affect you when you're out there. Because you obviously you can't be too scared to where, you know, you're completely careless. But you got to understand. You just, it's all about making the right decisions at the right time. It's making the high percentage throws. It's not forcing it into certain areas. It's throwing it away when you need to. It's running, you know, getting down when you need to. It's just he's just got to be a little more calculated in what he does, and it's hard. But it's hard because he's young, and the game is moving fast for him. So I think people got to give him like a little benefit of the doubt because all these people are, you know, I get it. Like it's he's struggling, but there's a reason he's struggling because he's young, and the game is it's fast, man. A lot of stuff going through your head. You gotta you gotta worry about uh, getting the play in. You're worrying about sending guys in motion. You gotta keep your eyes on coverage. There's nine different things going on every play that you gotta worry about. Oh yeah, and then getting the snap, timing of everything. So um, I, I, I got all the patience in the world for, for Harvard to figure it out this year, for this year going forward. And uh, I, I, until he's hurt, he's going to be the guy. Jay, how do you feel about Maryland real quick? I feel, good. I feel good about it. Listen, Maryland's, you know, got beat up by Northwestern, obviously, and they got beat up by Penn State this, this weekend. I, I like Nebraska's chances. You you minimize mistakes. You we've played well at home this year, other than the Michigan game, and I think the spreads you know darn near a pick them at the time. Maybe Maryland by two, but I see Nebraska you know like a twenty four twenty type of game. It's gonna be tight. Hopefully the defense can improve, make some stops, make some turnovers. Offense hopefully somehow limits mistakes, take care of the football, get some big plays, sustain drives, and just points are a premium, right? If you get you know on the opponent's fifty, getting three is okay. 
and understanding that too. But I like our chances. I, I, I like our chances in every the rest of the season. Like they, they can win each game, they can lose each game, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that. But I, I feel fine about Maryland. Like I said, it's I'm not frustrated. I mean, it's a frustrating loss, and you know, it's a bad loss. All losses are bad at Michigan State, but it was just bound to happen. You, like I said, you're just <laughs> you were you were messing around way too much and getting away with it. So I, I still feel good about uh, Maryland. Real quick, tell me about Bama LSU. How was it? You ever been down to, to Tuscaloosa? T-Town, that's what they call it. Um, Different than our was, T-Town in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. The atmosphere was unbelievable. You know, they don't – so they don't tailgate. So we pulled up, like, where is everyone tailgate? But it's just a huge grass area, and everyone has these white tents. And it's – I mean, there, there had to be 300,000 people around uh, Bryant-Denny. And the campus is beautiful. Um, we had awesome seats. The energy was going. They – they they got it. They got it. And I hope they go down, you know, when this whole stadium renovation goes and they just go and see how Alabama does it from like how much the band plays, how much like music you're playing. Like they got it. Like there's energy the whole game. Like every all hundred thousand people are involved. And uh, we had that energy here back in the nineties, you know, and but yeah, a night game in the at, in the SEC when you get LSU and Alabama. Man, it's uh, it, it was it was really cool. I was glad to see it. The closest thing I ever got to that was playing at Texas A&M, mm. but it was it was. I want to go back down. We have uh, open invites, so I said I want to come down for the Iron Bowl one year, and I might have to take him up on that. Jaybird, good stuff. Thanks for a few minutes with us. You got it, boys. Thank you.